The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I am Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace. Every day, peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing, nothing broken, totality. If you are able, I just want you to close your eyes and inhale that you, peace, whole, complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality right now in this moment. Inhale that, hold that breath for just a second. And then through your mouth, a complete exhale, just pushing all that energy forth into the world. Because I want you to know that, yes, it is possible for you to have peace every day. And by the way, for those of you who are in the everyday peace tribe or family, community, however you want to phrase it, we do peace in your health, your wealth, and your relationships. Peace in everything that's important to you. So yes, it's it's possible. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. Yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And our anthem for 2021, you already know it, is what are we waiting for? The answer, absolutely nothing. Why? Because we have everything we need right here, right now to be our best selves. We don't need to waste another second before we decide to activate our best selves. How amazing is that? We have all power over that. We can activate right now. We had a great show last week, you guys, a great show. We had Amanda Rosenthal, who spoke about finding love in the pandemic And we had the incredible Patty Bear, who shared her personal story of how she embraced new opportunities in her life. If you missed last week's show, I would recommend you go back and listen to it. There's somebody in your life who's looking for that magic relationship. And we do have a pandemic going on. There's no reason why they can't have that relationship. If not you, somebody else wants that. Encourage them to go listen back to the show. Patty Bear's story of how to reinvent yourself, how to listen to that inner guidance to reinvent yourself. I strongly encourage you go back and listen to um, last week's shows or any of our past shows you can access um, by subscribing to Dr. Drayvon James, the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or you can listen to them on the Unity Online radio.org website. You can also read transcripts of our recent shows on our brand new website, drdravonjames.com. If you have not had the opportunity to check out our new look on our website, I highly encourage you to do that. You can also access words of wisdom and encouragement, excerpts from my book, Freedom is Your Birthright, um, contact information you can submit there or find out things about um, Uh, me and what's going on with our journey in everyday peace, you can get a free course there. Uh, Right now we have creating your clarity and creating a path to your dream life, your passions. So you can access the course there. If you haven't been on the website, please do yourself a favor. Go there, drdravonjames.com, bookmark the site and come back at least once a week to see any of the updates. Again, the website, drdravonjames.com. And so today for our everyday peace moment, I want to share with you and talk about confidence. Confidence. We all know that confidence is sexy, right? Confidence um, exudes power. I happened to be talking to a client, a couple clients actually this came up with, and we were talking 
the topic came uh, to confidence. And sometimes we feel that we don't have confidence. You ever get to a place in your life, you just feel like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. But I want you to know, because you, some people think, oh, because I've been through so much, I've had so many failures. What I'm going to tell you today, I want you to listen closely. Confidence is an important attribute for our success. Absolutely, it is. This gives us the belief in ourselves to try new things and the resilience to weather tough times. Confidence is important, whether we're looking to improve our health, our wealth, our relationships. Confidence matters. So, you know, in everyday peace, we focus on that health, wealth, and relationships. Confidence is developed and strengthened, yes, by achievements and through success, right? And this is where we get into this interesting part because the discussions I was having with um, people last over the weekend was that there's focus so much on the areas where they've not necessarily seen the success that they want to see. And this is what you're going to be surprised about. The strongest, most sustainable confidence comes from those things that were challenges about it. Easy victories in life do not result in long-term confidence. If it's easy breezy, it doesn't Build that confidence muscle for you. It's only when we are presented with setbacks and obstacles that we need to overcome that generate true lasting confidence. It's that old saying, iron sharpens iron, right? When you really overcome something, you have a strong struggle in your life. And if you haven't overcome it yet, keep moving. You will. You will survive it. And you will come through that. There's a phrase I use in my book shining like new money. All that means is that on the other side of that obstacle is your strong, long lasting confidence. So know that when you go through things, you have greater growth. In everyday peace, we focus on everything that happens in our life to achieve our next level of greatness. And sometimes, yes, setbacks happen. Things that look like setbacks happen. Those are great opportunities to test our personal resolve work through the issue and come out on the other side, you guessed it, shining like new money with more confident, stronger and better. So that that's why it's important for us to use everything that in itself in our lives, the good, the bad and everything in, in between to serve us in our journey towards greatness. Let's not waste any opportunities to learn, grow and develop our confidence. And that is our everyday peace moment. And we're going to go right and bring on our guest. Our guest today is Amber Rose Johnson. She provides skincare to many of Hollywood's A-list. Now you may be saying to yourself, skincare and my health, how important is that? It is important. Um, now Amber will tell you this better than I can, but the largest cell we have on our body is our skin, right? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And, and learning to take care of our skin is important in the health journey. So Amber, I'm super excited to have you on the show. Welcome to Everyday Peace. Well, this was the most amazing introduction I've ever had on a podcast. Wow. I mean, just with a deep breath and everything that you're doing, you are amazing. I'm so excited to be part of this podcast today. This was like awesome. I cannot wait to tune in. I am already a fan, so I'm so happy to be on here. <laughs> We're happy to have you, and I got to tell you, I love your phrase, eat this and not that. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so we do We do use this, not that. So you know there's a book, eat this, not that. We have mm-hmm. use this, not use that. Use this and not that. Same concept. Yeah, 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 same concept, but um, you know, I've been doing skincare for over 25 years, and I found in the 90s, a lot of skincare actually caused cancer. A lot of skincare was banned in other countries. It actually causes, um, you know, issues, health issues, and uh, it mimics estrogen. So I, I was very aware of how much skincare can be poison, not only for the environment, but for our, our health. So I've been um, very passionate. I used to make skincare in my bathroom at 12 years old. So I'm very passionate about skincare. But I love the part about confidence and I just want to tell you, share with you, as I'm a bigger girl, I'm in Newport Beach, California, which is actually the skinniest, one of the skinniest places in America, and I happen to be plus size. So it's very interesting that um, I don't let someone else's box, what they want to put me in, affect me, right? I feel beautiful in my skin, and that yes. confidence 
is so, um, what would the word be? It's like a magnet. People can't believe. I actually have people ask me why am I so confident um, because I love myself. I don't have to be whatever box someone wants me to be in. And it's it's a very powerful gift. I actually, hopefully my sons have this gift. I have a son who's overweight. And I told him sometimes people are haters. They're just jealous. So sometimes if we get back in the car from a park, he'll go, oh, there's some haters in there because they must have called him fat or something. But he thinks of it as they took time to think of me. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't give it any bad energy. So the confidence, I tell people, uh, is like most of the beauty. You can use the most expensive creams and you can do all the different things. That Nothing radiates like good confidence. But how skincare ties into this, this is interesting. When you are staring at yourself in the mirror for those few minutes, putting on your cream and washing your face, this is what I tell women or men to self-talk. Look at your eyes. Be thankful. Be grateful for everything. Thanks, thanks, thank you. If you don't love your eyebrows, thank God you have eyebrows. Thank God you have eyes to see your eyebrows, right? Thank God you have uh, skin. I mean, there, there, there's so many things that, that we can be, we can go down to the cell level of, of, of gratefulness, but Believe it or not, that few minutes of putting on your face cream, whatever brand you use, is actually a great time to give that gratitude, which will build confidence. Oh, I love that. And I love that tip right there. I don't want to go past that because I am a big proponent of self-talk. And you know that, and you probably know this better than I do, but I have clients who do this, who look in the mirror and they look, oh, look at that. It's another wrinkle. Oh, look at that. It's another discoloration. Yeah. Oh, no. look at that, right? And so that's a form of self-talk for those of us who don't know that, right? That's yeah. a form of hating on yourself. And, you know, I love your sons. There's some haters in there, right? And so uh, yeah. my son my son used to tell me, haters are just confused fans, mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling that. I am feeling so, that. So I love, I love that. So when we, when we have this opportunity, right, why would we join the haters? When we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, it is a time to think, you know, to, to really be thankful for everything, for the way our brows yeah. grow, for the, for the, for the wrinkles that we have earned, which meant that we stand victorious over everything that sense to me. It's like, yep. And there goes another one, right? So that there is something that I stood victorious over, whether it was just another year or, or, or trial or tribulation. So I love that using that opportunity while you're applying your creams and this and that to self-talk yourself into confidence, because I, I honestly agree with you. Confidence yeah. is beauty. Confidence is the sexiest thing that you can present to someone. 100%. 100%. Doesn't matter your size doesn't matter what you look like. And if you do have something that bothers you, a brown spot, a wrinkle, a thing, just know you can tell you that's fixable. And a brown spot, there's, you know, retinols and things you can do to lighten those up and even those up, but it doesn't mean you're ugly. You could, so I tell people that self-care, that self-love, it's not um, that you hate, don't, there's, a, there's two ways of going about it. If something bothers you, like a, a pimple or a brown spot, go, great, I'm going to fix it, be proactive, but don't beat yourself up over it. So, so there's a, there's, there, there's a, when you know that that's fixable and you keep moving on, look how lucky I am to have, you know, whatever beauty you do have. But yes, confidence is like 90% of it. I don't care what you look like. I, I actually, this is a random story, but I took these pole dancing classes at this awesome place. It was more like confidence building. It had nothing to do with the pole. It was, someone invited me. It was kind of like this meditation, women empowerment. But what I found was after taking six weeks, these gr couple girls were not, you know, very attractive women, okay? But what in six weeks, what they manifested into the, they, they, they gave themselves this love, they walked better, they dressed a little bit. It was amazing what came out of it, and it was just confidence. Nothing else changed. They didn't lose weight, they didn't get anything done, they just walked with a little different swag. And when we have that, doesn't matter what you look like, that's half the battle right there. Yeah, you know, I always, I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's all a head game. How, we, what, the, what is the story that you're telling yourself about this? And sometimes mm -hmm. we get so wrapped up, and I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, that you're a plus size or you're in, and you're in this world where all the women are this one particular size. And you they are, say, yeah. look Hey, hey, look at me. Look, look at this, right? And I feel good about me. I don't have to blend in. I'm not designed to blend in. I don't mm -hmm. blend in because I'm not supposed to blend in. I used to tell my daughter right? all the time when she was in high school, you know, when all the girls were trying to be the same. I was like, you're not designed to blend in, honey. 
right? That's just not what it is. You're not supposed to blend in. That's not going to happen. And then when you realize that standing apart and having whatever attributes you have and being proud of those attributes helps you to, gives you the energy. And I think, um, the creativity to correct those things that you want to correct and not to correct them out of shame. It's just to say, you know what? Yeah. This is me. Yep. I love me, but I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. Yep. It's a whole different energy. Mm-hmm. I call it so, selfful, not selfish. You know, people think if they got someone got a nose job or their boot, whatever plastic surgery, if it's because they love themselves and they want to fix it, that's selfful. That's not selfish, right? It's not self hate. Um, but if someone wants to look like someone else, I have girls who come in and they go, I want to, you know, I want a nose job like, so, you know, another celebrity or something. I go, no, be you, be the best you. If that bump bothers you, fix that, but don't try to look like someone else. Be the best Absolutely. you you can be. And that's, and then when you fall in love with that, whatever that, like, I know I'm the best version of me, even though I, yes, I should probably lose a little weight. Um, but besides that, I know I'm my best. I'll never be skinny, nor do I have any, um, nor do I want to. But I do take such good care of myself. And people don't realize, like, I eat clean. Like, how I look and how I live might not match, so it's hilarious, But um, which I love. But that's okay because I own it. And when it feels good, I don't have to prove a point to anybody. Yeah, it's very that's confident so and amazing. Oh. I wish you were in every junior high school, in every high, high school, talking to Everyone, not just the girls, but the boys too, because everybody goes yeah. through this. And if you don't fix this, it, it, whatever, it, whatever the this is, right? Whatever the this mm-hmm. is that when it's you look in the mirror, self-talk. Yeah, you, you nailed it earlier. Self-talk. That. It's that's it. I mean, literally, you. Well, when you were doing the intro, I was like, oh my gosh, she speaks my language. You just totally are on, totally right on. I'm from the breath. I mean, that first second. By the way, I took a breath when you first did your introduction. Oh. You have no idea how much you balance me. I go, I want to listen to you every day. Like just taking a moment to breathe. I mean, that simple can change someone's day. So if everybody, the younger, the better, right? But listen, who cares what age you're at? If you learn this trick and you actually start like this morning, I'm, I'm a single mom with two kids, okay? I, for me to stay positive all day is, can be challenging. I have two boys who play basketball. Um, I made a very conscious effort to wake up early and make them breakfast and to give them a very good morning. Now, of course, you know, one couldn't find a shoe and they, they tested me by, you know, not knowing. But instead <laughs> of, I gave them that best of me. But I, it's a conscious effort. You have to go, they deserve, and we had such a nice way to school. They got out of the car nice. But I know if I don't focus on that, you know, I yell at him, where's your shoe? Why did you lose your shoe? It just turned, you know, I get in the car mad. We drive off mad. It just ruins everything. But I set my kids up for a good day. I guarantee you when I pick them up, they're going to tell me that a great day at school. So we can consciously fix that the second we wake up. I love that. That I call that setting your intention immediately. You open your eyes and you set your intention. And you're right. This shoe could be the greatest mystery of the day, right? The the mystery yeah. of the missing, missing shoe, or or it could be the thing that just drives a coffin, oh. a nail in the coffin, right? Oh, we got to make God. a decision I, yep. about that, yep. right? And that's yep. what that's with yep. everything. It's always in our approach. And I and I love the fact that you said for 25 years you've dedicated yourself to the skincare journey, which we know is so important. I mean, we know it. We watch the commercials. We know how important skincare mm-hmm. is to the average person, whether they choose to admit it or not. We see all the products flying off the shelves. We know that it's important. Mm-hmm. And you've dedicated 25 years to this. What made you decide? And I heard you say the intro about you know the products that mimic estrogen was that your reason for going into holistic healthcare and how how different is that from traditional hair healthcare yeah no fascinating i um i grew up with my grandma my grandmother talks like this she said bubala you're gonna sell all your skincare in qvc so we used to watch qvc when i was like 12 and we would buy all the creams and i would i remember going i know how to, i can make this and of course i did knew nothing by the way but i used to think i could do something you know i and i would mix different brands of creams and make my own little concoctions right and i really love skincare 
But what I found was there's this beautiful health food store called Mother's Market that I that I wanted to work at. I was 12 at the time. I ended up working there when I was like 14, 15. But I make a joke. They never hired me. I never left. That was a real story. I just would hang out there. My parents' friends owned it. And I really just wanted the extra testers that they would get in. And I would just, this is in the 90s. You, you couldn't do this. And this day, this couldn't happen, right? It was a much more casual time. But I learned, um, I started memorizing these books. One of them was called Healthy Healing by Linda Page. I, to this day, I want to meet this lady. Um, and she had every single disease and foods to eat and avoid, vitamins to take and avoid, and, and skin care to do or don't do. And I, she used her avoid. And I started memorizing, and I wanted to memorize the whole book. So when people came into Mother's, I thought I was a host of this place, by the way. This, I had I was a bad girl. I was supposed to bag groceries. I thought I was the host. Um, <laughs> but when people would come in and they'd have an issue, you know, back then there was they, they actually made a gluten free aisle because I was telling them people were coming in this, before gluten allergies. This is right when people start figuring out they're allergic to gluten. This is the early nineties. They started. They were the first place to have like a gluten free aisle, and the whole place was vegetarian. So a lot of people came from all over, you know, the state, literally, to shop there because they had. They were the only ones who had certain. There's no Google. You couldn't, you know, order things on Amazon. People really had to hunt for this stuff. So I got to learn what, what, but I was also, because I was the bag girl, I was the one bagging groceries. Anytime there was a return, I was nosy. I had to find out why that got returned, what they didn't like, what happened. And I would tell the buyers, like, people didn't like this ingredient or this wasn't good or, or, or when something was out, they would ask the front if they had, you know, they could order it for them. And I would find out what was in demand. So I really learned about like what the trends were and I just found a little niche. So I started to become a buyer for skincare um, kind of because I wouldn't shut up about it. And then I ended up, I had cystic acne. I had severe acne and I went to the dermatologist. Yeah. His name was Dr. James Fulton. He made Retin-A. He was a co-founder of benzoyl peroxide. Very, very famous guy. Um, He was a famous acne, you know, extractions, which is, uh, he trained me, so I ended up becoming his esthetician and um, learning a lot. So I learned about the medical side, but what happened was I found out all the medical stuff was animal tested, and I was vegetarian, almost vegan, and I never had anything animal. So I was really upset about all the animal testing and animal products, you know, whale fat and all the things that were used in, in the skincare. And mothers wouldn't carry anything that had these ingredients. So I got to learn what the natural side didn't study stuff, but they were very cleaner, right? And then the medical side was so dirty, but they were a lot of these ingredients were studied to prove that they worked, right? So I call it integrative. I wanted to find natural ingredients that were studied that worked without having, you know, any animal testing, animal cruelty. And then and then that's when they started finding out that parabens and certain ingredients were causing a lot of harm, especially mimicking estrogen and um, causing certain cancers. And all these ingredients are banned in everywhere but America. There's no regulation in America. I'm still upset to this day. There is nobody that, uh, the last um, time they passed the law was, I think, in 1934. And that was so we'd have some type of preservatives in skincare because um, someone went blind from a cream. But besides that, I mean, there's no one really regulating. There's a, there's a lot of claims they can make. Skincare companies can really pretty much lie until they get caught. So, oh my goodness, I was very Amber, yeah, I was very frustrated. We have a, actually a caller on the line. So I'm gonna put, just pause right there and pick up our caller. They've been here for okay. a little while. Thank you for calling in. This is Everyday Peace. You're calling with a question or comment for our fabulous guest. Yes, I do. Um, I think all the stuff she's saying about confidence is great. This is awesome. I have a question about base, about skin care. So I wanted to know, I'm trying to get rid of these lines that, like, go on the side of my nose and underneath my eyes. And so I read somewhere about using cucumber. It didn't work. So I have, I have a question for you since you're the expert. Uh, what can I do about that? You know, I'd actually have to see a picture, but... Are the dark circles just under your eyes, like more like a, a bag, like bags under your eyes? Yeah, yeah, the bags. And then I have the line that starts like out the end of my nose, and it goes down the side of my face on both sides. Okay, uh, that's your pretty, labial I, folds. And those are dark, or they, those have a wrinkle, or it just has a line? It's just a line. Like a dark line. Okay, so those are two different things. So the under eyes actually... Believe it or not, we have something, uh, it's called a lymph, your lymphatic system. It's where, where water 
and toxins get out of our body and they get trapped under the eyes. So the darkness is actually usually a vitamin K deficiency. It also can be hereditary. I'd have to see pictures. But believe it or not, eating a lot of kale, a lot of vitamin K, and they even make vitamin K creams really help the dark. Mm. And as far as puffiness under the eyes is, is your lymph system. And there's something called dry brushing. You take literally a dry brush and you go upward strokes from your feet all the way to your chest. And that literally gets away water weight. But believe it or not, when people do this, their eyes look better. Um, you're getting away all oh, wow. the toxins out of your body. Um, and you're, the worst thing for your lymphatic system, the number one worst thing is deodorant, uh, antiperspirant. So if you're using okay. really, believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy, but we're, we're, it's all like a domino effect. If you're using uh, uh, antiperspirants with aluminum and parabens, oh, gosh, I'm going to tell you. This is a great question, but we're going to about to run out of time. It's like maybe 20 okay. seconds. Okay. Okay. Well, look up lymphatic drainage and vitamin K. Those are the two things you'll need. Okay. And our Instagram is Facial Lounge. If you want to send us pictures to Facial Lounge, it's at Facial Lounge on Instagram. We can look at those and okay. we can give you some more suggestions. I oh, love thank it. You. At, okay. Thank you. At faciallounge.com for Amber Johnson, our fabulous guest today. Yeah. We're talking about thank you. skincare at faciallounge.com. Thank you so much, Amber. No problem. Thank you. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and this is Everyday Peace. Dr. Rachel Dew specializes in natural and integrative medicine and is the CEO of Mighty Health, and a holistic virtual care platform. Dr. Rachel is an author, international speaker, and founder of the Integrative Wellness Academy. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rachel. Oh, thank you so much, Drayvon, for having me. I am super excited for this topic today. We're ta we're talking about sleep and the impact. How, how really just how, how do you get a good night's sleep? That's what so many people ask me. I, I work in healthcare as well, 31 years, and that is seems to be as we age uh, a, a big issue. So I'm excited for our topic today. Um, just talking about sleep. Can you tell us? We hear this term sleep optimization. What is that yes. and why is it important? Yeah, there's sort of two, two categories when you're thinking about sleep. Um, sleep optimization. Um, and part of that is, is really your sleep hygiene. Okay. And we all know this word hygiene. We've heard it a lot in connection with, you know, COVID and washing our hands and, you know, making sure that we're getting rid of germs. But when, um, when I'm referring to sleep hygiene, it's really like a beautiful, healthy sleep practice. And it's the things that you intentionally do to create healthy sleep rhythms or your, your circadian sleep rhythm, which is the sleep cycle that is balanced and optimized that allows your brain to do everything it needs to do while you're sleeping and your body to do everything that it needs to do while you're sleeping in order to optimize those, the outcomes of your sleep cycle as being healthy which is really, you know, what leads to gut health, brain health, optimized immune function, and so many other things. So when you're talking about optimizing your sleep, you really have to, this is going to be somewhat personalized to every person, right? Because we each develop our own habits and patterns uh, around everything, around our thoughts, our emotions, our spiritual practice, our fitness practice, our eating, and our sleep. So it's important to evaluate and really stop, go into your inner landscape and, you know, give some deep thought to identifying what your personal sleep pattern is. You know, are you um, 
kind of running and gunning until you fall into bed exhausted? Are you um, staying up really late watching TV? Are you, you know, what, what is your process around sleep? You know, I was, um, I always hear different people saying different things. You know, some people wake up in the middle of the night and eat. Some people wake up numerous times to use the bathroom. So you really have to figure out first and foremost, what is your current sleep habits and how can you optimize those? And, you know, when it comes to optimizing any aspect of your health and well-being, I always approach things in balance. Right, so if you put an intense, restrictive game plan in place with anything to do with your health and well-being, especially you know as we're talking about sleep, we're talking about sleep, but as it pertains to anything, when you put these highly regimented um, game plans in place that are restrictive and limiting, they actually can cause you a lot more stress. They can lead to a lot of other imbalances. So I always like to say, start where you are and take steps to move towards healthier, more towards balance, instead of you know trying to go all or nothing approach. So first, identifying where you're at, and then what are some simple next steps that you can take to optimize your sleep? Um, and I can, I can dive into some ideas around that if you'd like. I would love to, but I just wanna just piggyback on one thing and make it very, very clear, just by saying exactly what you said. Start where you are, but start, right? I love the fact that you said, you know, if you're too restrictive, that can be stressful. Because I remember you would, I would counsel people and you would say, reduce your stress level. And their face would just become really panicked because they would be overwhelmed with that general statement. So you're not saying you need to change everything. You're saying start where you are. Just do a little bit right here today. Don't make it difficult, but value yourself right where you are today because sleep is important. So yes, I would love go into those um, tips. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So starting where you are and, and picking one or two small steps that you can take. That way you can set yourself up for a win too, right? You can take one step, make it a habit, see the positive impact, kind of celebrate that, give yourself a pat on the shoulder, maybe add one more thing. And I mean, even as we talk about that approach to things, don't you feel more relaxed in your body, right? Like you were saying, people kind of stress out when they think about, oh, all these things that I have to do. So um, as I dive into some ideas around ways to optimize sleep, um, I, I would invite any of the listeners to just try to identify with one of them that they could start implementing right away with as much ease as possible, with as much um balance and patience with themselves and as much grace as possible. So some of those things are, um, number one, this is something not a lot of people know about, but wear a sleep mask to block out all light. Um, even the tiny little blue light from your you know, charger or from your cell phone or from your alarm clock, um, even those tiny little bits of light interrupt your proper sleep rhythms and your brain secreting specific types of hormones while you're sleeping, which can really throw a lot of things out of balance. So in addition to wearing a sleep mask, you really want, you know, blackout curtains if you can, um, or at least, you know, sleeping with all of the lights off, um, disconnecting anything that creates light or sound as well. So when you are sleeping, listening to TV in the background or sleeping, listening to music, that also is disrupting your sleep patterns. So total darkness and a lack of sound. Those are, you know, two simple steps that you can take. The other is for some people falling asleep is hard and sometimes they'll fall asleep and then they wake up stressed or they might wake up having thoughts of things or, you know, um, thinking over their to-do list, for example. So it's really important to set yourself up for optimized sleep by relaxing. And so this is a great time to implement a little bit of a self-care practice before bed. You know, don't just run and gun all day, jump into bed, try to go to sleep right away. Kind of, you know, ease into it. Plan, you know, maybe an hour or 45 minutes before you go to bed. You're going to go into your bedroom maybe use some lavender essential oils before bed to help you relax, maybe read a little bit, disconnect from media, and, you know, prepare yourself. You might want to meditate there or practice some 
breathing techniques, you know, again, this is really taking time to unwind and decompress before you go to bed. And then the last thing that I really want to, well, I'll talk about two more things. The other thing is, well, um, I'm a big fan of certain supplements in balance. Now, you know, always run these things by your doctor or your naturopathic practitioner. If you don't have one, you can go to Modi Health and, and, you know, schedule a virtual visit. But, you know, supplements have an impact, and you want to make sure that you're taking the right ones for your body. Magnesium is an incredible um, supplement to take to help support sleep. It relaxes your entire system. It relaxes the muscles. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you super sleepy, but it does relax and calm down your entire nervous system. So magnesium is great to take during the day if you're someone that struggles with, you know, anxiety or anxiousness or high levels of stress, but magnesium right before bed, you know, about 30 minutes before bed, mixed in with a little bit of warm water is an incredible way to, again, support your body getting ready for sleep. And then the last one that I want to talk about, and I feel like this is so important, especially in the day and age that we're living in, is avoid watching violent or upsetting media at night. And this this includes, you know, not only the news, but also disturbing videos or images that you might see as you're scrolling through social media. Very important to disconnect from that um, and, and avoid avoid watching any of those types of things, I like to say, at least a couple hours before bed. Oh, I can see the benefit in that too, because just letting yourself um, drift in your day on, on, an, on a high note so that you can, you're, you can position your body, your whole nervous system for a peaceful rest, because uh, <laughs> I'm a person who could not watch like scary things or things like that before I go to bed. So I'm really sensitive to that. I love um, this process of sleep optimization that you described, and, you know, that sleep hygiene. And I think of that period that you talked about, you know, the preparing yourself for sleep as this is the part of the day where you really get to be really good to you. You know, you've taken your body and your mind and your soul, if you will, on an adventure all day long, and you've exposed it to so many different things and so many different circumstances and people. But now is your time to really love on yourself and cradle yourself into a comfortable sleep position. So I think that is just a way of self-love. I mean, um, it's so important that we have those few minutes with self and get ourselves prepared for sleep. So thank you for sharing those tips with us. That, those are amazing. The magnesium, I've heard so much about magnesium, even with the uh, using the magnesium, like the in the bath before you um, to go, go to bed. Do you recommend that use of that as well? Sorry, do I recommend the use of magnesium? Like in in the bathtub? Like I've heard like people using oh, Epsom okay. salt baths. Yeah. Yeah, 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 personally taking an Epsom salt bath with a few drops of essential oils is one of my favorite self-care practices that I do. Um, I try to do that at least three times a week. I just, I feel like it really, the, the combination of the Epsom salt and magnesium and the warmth, it relaxes the muscles even deeper. You know, it, it really opens up the pores so that magnesium can penetrate in. It's just such a beautiful self-care practice. Um, I think it's it's incredibly nurturing emotionally as well. And uh, we, that's, you know, we, we all need to be thinking about our emotional well-being right now. Um, with everything we've all gone through, you know, collectively in the last year and a half, it's so important to intentionally put back, to intentionally nurture, to intentionally self-care, and as you said, self-love. Yeah, you know, I think you know, self-care and self-love, I think they're interchangeable, but you're so right. It, it, emote, collectively, we've been through so much. And, and, you know, I know there's a lot of dialogue out there about stress level, but one of the fundamental things for dealing with stress is um, the restorative process of sleep. You know, and if we don't get that sleep, we, we, we don't forget to turn off these, you know, the triggering parts of our, our, our um, the stress cycle, you know, and we never get to go back to the parasympathetic nervous system. We're just always in this heightened sense of stress if we don't get that sleep. I know I found that for years when I suffered from insomnia, that uh, this sleep hygiene at the end of the day 
was so very important. Reframing the end of the day for myself so that I could let go of the day and allow my body to rest into the night. So that's so very important. Now, do you have some effective, easy to implement changes that um, I guess you mentioned like the, you know, getting getting the room ready but uh, getting getting yourself ready for sleep but i i talk to people who just can't they're so wired all the time you, you know maybe it is from the media but during the day like midway through the day could people start getting things ready so that they could start coming down at, like it maybe in stages mm, that's a great point yeah absolutely and and it is it's it is like this bizarre you know sort of cycle right so if you're anxious, you really need that sleep, right? If you're stressed, you really need that sleep, but you can't necessarily get that sleep. And so the problem just kind of perpetuates and perpetuates around this cycle. And um, you're so true. It's, it's so true what you said that, you know, we need that good, solid sleep to really support releasing the stress hormone, you know, optimizing our cortisol production and other hormone regulation. And when those are off balance, you know, that can really affect us. Um, it can really ex- expand or exasperate anxiety, depression, um, gut health uh, issues or gut issues, um, hormone imbalance, so many things that then also further lead you to a lack of quality sleep, right? So again, it's just this perpetuating cycle. So there are definitely some things that can be done starting earlier in the day. You know, number one, kind of simple, is to avoid having caffeine after, you know, 1 p.m. Um, some people can still, you know, have caffeine up to 3 p.m. and it doesn't impact them. But if you're one of those people that's sort of ramped up and feel wired, you want to limit your caffeine intake. Um, definitely trying to avoid things like sodas, um, refined sugars, those things are going to also further wire you and crash you and kind of, you know, perpetuate those imbalances. So that's one thing um, that, that can have a huge impact. But, you know, the other thing is um, eating three hours or more before bed. So when we eat a big meal late at night, our body isn't resting, it's digesting. And so that's something else that can make it harder to calm down, go to sleep, and to get good quality sleep while, you know, while you're sleeping. And then the other thing, too, is, um, you know, this unresolved stress that we have all been experiencing in different forms, right? And it has had the pandemic, the systemic racism, the violence, you know, that's been happening. happening. We're seeing so much police brutality. All of that is causing significant amounts of unconscious and conscious stress for people. So people are almost, if you can, if you can think of like clenching, right? You talked about the parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system. And when we're triggered into fight or flight, our whole body tenses up even, even unconsciously. And it's like, we're clenching. We're not breathing full breaths. We're stressing or clenching our muscles and we're holding and we're in this survival pattern. Well, when you're in that fight or flight state, what happens is your body shifts radically to survive, right? It thinks, oh, I have this tiger chasing me. I, you know, I've, I've got to run, run, run so I can survive. I've got to avoid this. And so you have this heightened state of energy or ramped up or amped up feelings in your body. It's really important to try to bring yourself out of that state you know, by later in the afternoon, really intentionally um, shifting yourself. So that's where, you know, a meditation practice is incredibly beneficial. Another thing is just get outside, take a walk. Just just get outside, get in the fresh air, see, you know, looking at trees and grass, um, find, find it. Even if you live somewhere like New York City, you can still find little patches of trees and grass here and there. But, you know, just get outside, breathe in the fresh air, take a gentle walk, just start to slow down. Um, And then the last thing is also with this, you know, conscious or unconscious stress, one way or the other, whether you're aware of it or not, we've all been impacted to varying degrees. So really being mindful and intentional to try to process and release the stress. Um, Really 
asking yourself, going within again and checking that internal landscape and asking yourself, you know, how has all of what's been going on in the world, how is this impacting me? How am I feeling about it? That's a great time to potentially journal, pray on it if that's something that you do. Find some support, you know, whether that's an integrative life coach or a mental health practitioner or a stress reduction or a mindfulness coach. You know, finding people that can support you around processing and releasing your emotions and your stress around this this past year and a half is incredibly beneficial as well. Those are some those are some really great um, suggestions because sleep is so very important. I got to ask this question because I know there's a listener out there who wants to know this. Um, I know that for different stages in our life, we need different amounts of sleep. But for the average adult, how much sleep would they say would be a good amount of sleep? I, and I ask this question because I know people in healthcare who are saying, who are proud of the fact, oh, I can I can go off for three to four hours of sleep per night, and I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe, but wouldn't it be better, healthier, if you gave your, you know, self a bit more sleep? What's the average amount of sleep we 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 should be getting? Sure. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring that up because a lot of people are proud of the fact that they can, um, you know, overachieve and sleep less. And um, you you think about sleep is like gasoline to a car, right? If I or actually, let's go a better better example here. So if I'm driving my car and I'm driving it you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles, and I never put more oil in, eventually the car, you know, first it's going to not function and drive optimally, right? But then eventually that car is going to break down. It's going to seize up the engine. The engine's not going to work. This isn't going to work. That's not going to work because a car needs the oil. Similarly, our bodies, our physical health and our mental and emotional well-being, we need uh significant amount of sleep and we need it to be consistent and so those people that you hear about who are, might be you know feel proud that that they can sleep well you know uh, four hours a night and function uh, first of all they're not functioning optimally their brain is not functioning optimally if you are sleeping four or five even six hours a night you're having a decreased um, ability to optimally function as a human being so People think, oh, I sleep less, I can get more done. It's actually the other way around. You might be able to get feel like you're getting more accomplished, but the quality of what you're accomplishing is significantly less. You know, creativity comes best. Um, you know, optimized thinking comes best when well rested. So, the you know the the average adult, and again, people are different. There are some people that need more sleep than others. And it's typically seven to eight and a half hours of sleep, depending on the person. And as we age, we need less sleep. Um, however, even when you're older and your body starts creating these sleep pattern and you almost have an internal alarm clock where no matter how late you might stay up at night, you'll wake your body will wake you up at the same time each day. Um, it's still important to try to get as much sleep as you possibly can. If you are waking up after five and a half hours of sleep or six hours of sleep and your body's just waking you up, you may um, have some imbalances going on and your your cortisol um, levels, which is your stress hormone, and it tends to be highest in the morning, it might be not coming down enough and during your sleep cycle and you're waking up really like ramped up. So you want to pay attention to what's happening, what is keeping you from having proper sleep and, you know, you know, see a functional medicine practitioner, get, you know, testing done, get your cortisol levels tested, get your hormone uh, levels tested, including your thyroid and really see the whole picture there if you need support around that. So oh, I love that. So about seven and a half hours. And, you know, and I know there's a number of people who are suffering from sleep disorders. So I hope that people are really taking advantage of the great tips that you're getting here today. We have about five minutes or so left. And I don't want to leave without talking about your well, your wellness, Integrative Wellness Academy. Um, I hope I'm saying it right. Madi Health. Um, Modi Health. Modi Health. Yeah. Health. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like that was wrong. <laughs> Modi Health. And I, I like to talk a little bit about what you're doing there in the holistic virtual care platform. That is intriguing. And I know, and I say that because I had someone ask me just last week about finding um, a holistic health care person or a naturopathic physician. So I'd love to know um, more about your holistic virtual care platform. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I founded um, Integrative uh, Wellness 
Academy uh, years ago. It's um, an incredible integrative life coaching certification school. Um, my main focus now is I'm the CEO and co-founder of Modi Health, which actually the word Modi means path, right? So it's like a bridge to your health, your way. Oh, um, and it's the only yeah. integrative platform that really brings together all of the things that someone needs under one virtual roof. So you can see, you know, a traditional medical doctor, a life coach, a health coach, a functional trainer, um, a stress reduction coach, a mental health practitioner, really any type of practitioner that you want under one virtual roof, as well as we do have memberships and we have um, a streaming service and really amazing um, health data tracking. So again, it just brings all the pieces together under one virtual roof where you can get the type of support that you really need to approach whole person health and well-being. Oh, that's wonderful. And give us that website again for those people who may be interested in um, visiting the site to find their needs met there. Sure, absolutely. It's Modi, M-O-D-I-H-T dot com. That is, I think that's so great because as, and I, in healthcare for many years, currently work in healthcare, but there is such a need for, um, it's not even alternative healthcare anymore. It's become very, very mainstream, uh, but there people are still struggling to find um, great practitioners. And uh, in this pandemic environment, the idea that you have something that is virtual is amazing. It's really a, a great help for the community who's out there in need of this kind of therapy and need this kind of help. Because quite often, times, I got to tell you this, and I would love to get your opinion about it. The number one issue that I see as a practitioner for help, for sleep is those people who, ha who um, they can fall asleep, but they can't stay asleep. And I generally recommend them to talk to somebody, holistic healthcare, because a lot of times the, the medicines that are out there are not that traditional medicines are not that successful in keeping them asleep. They, these individuals fall asleep, but then they wake up all day, all night long, three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. Have you been successful mm -hmm. with in, in your program of type of sleep disorder? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you really do have to take a look at the whole person, right? And that's why I, I always like to say it takes a team, it takes a village. And that's why we've, we've brought all of these different practitioners together and um, when it comes to, you know, people who experience sleep disorders or having a hard time staying asleep once they fall asleep, you do, you have to take a look at the whole person. You've got to look at their diet. You've got to look at their emotional and mental well-being, their stress levels, their hormone levels, everything, you know, um, both from traditional medical approach and also more holistic. And, and that, I think that integration between the two is, is the best approach. I, I agree. Dr. Rachel, you have given us so much to think about and a pathway to get help. So I want to thank you so much for appearing on our show today. And I want to thank our earlier guests, um, Amanda Amber Rose Johnson. Fantastic guest today with fantastic information. I'm Dr. Every, I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. I absolutely love you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.